Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's Bashamania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 109 of the Bash Mania podcast. I am your host, Justin Bash. And today, before we get into it with our guests, Braxton Amos and Evan Henderson, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped. So for those of you who don't know Manscaped, they sponsored our episode last week. They're back today. Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Also, chest, everything else. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And for you guys, our listeners, we have a promo code for you. Promo code CENZO, C-E-N-Z-O, not CENZO, like the lady at UPS just said when I sent them coffee. Promo code CHENZO, 20% off and free shipping. So go buy one of these things. These things are awesome. This is the Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof, has little LED light. This thing is great. I've used it. I love it. I think everybody needs a trimmer in their bathroom. They also have a weed whacker, which is great for nose and ears. But this Lawnmower 3.0, nobody likes a hairy body. If you have a hairy teammate, you should buy this for them for their birthday, for Christmas, whatever. Buy it as an end-of-season gift, a postseason gift. Ladies, buy one for your boyfriend. Buy one for your husband. These things are great, and they're really, really, really reasonably priced. I think they're like 60 bucks, 70 bucks, something like that, and you get 20% off and free shipping with promo code CHENZO. So thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring another episode. Grateful for these guys. These products are freaking great. Um, we wouldn't just take a sponsorship deal with anybody. I want people involved in this podcast that I think can bring value to our listeners, and because everybody needs a trimmer in their bathroom, this thing is great. So go to manscaped.com, promo code CHENZO, 20% off and free shipping. That said, now let's get our guest on the show. Also, real quick before we dive into today's show, no CHENZO today. As we talked about a week ago and before, he really wants to kind of lay a little bit low leading up to the trials. So grateful for how many times he has still come on in the past month or so. But no CHENZO today. He's recovering from wrestling six matches yesterday and preparing for the trials on Friday. So I know people are going to text and DM and where's Chenzo and that's it. He'll be back next week, I'm sure. But for now, we're rooting for him into the Olympic trials and can't wait to see how he does. Let's dive into the show for real now. So are you back in Wisconsin now? Yeah, yeah. So Raider and I flew in uh, flew in this morning. Uh, had to get up at about 3. and uh, 3? Our flight left. Yeah, so our flight left uh, Dallas at 6 a.m., and between like checking in early and uh, checking out of the hotel and like the half an hour drive it is to the airport, we're like, all right, I guess we're <laughs> guess we're leaving at three a.m. It's so funny because that's one of that's my move when I go to a wrestling tournament, not competing obviously, but like to watch or do media, or whatever. I take the very first flight out the next morning, and I'm not a big partier, so a lot of times on like, let's say a Saturday night at the NCAAs or whatever, but it's like, all right, let's go here. Let's go there. I'm like, dude, I gotta go back to the hotel. Like I'm out of here at four or 5 AM, but it's funny because sometimes I contemplate staying like, okay, I'll stay till Sunday and maybe I can catch up with people during the day. And then it's like, you, somebody will text you back at like nine or 10 in the morning and they're already home. And I'm like, how fast did you just get home that you're already like into your normal routine and done. So I want to go back quickly because I definitely want to talk about yesterday and Friday because very interesting here that 
you wrestled nine matches. You qualified for both freestyle and Greco for the trials. But I want to go back just a little bit because I know a little bit about you. Um, I believe you're, you were injured your freshman year in high school and didn't have a freshman season. And then I think you went undefeated the next three years, correct? Yeah, yeah. So um, That's just wild. Freshman, yeah. What happened your freshman yeah. year? So I won Fargo uh, between eighth and freshman year. Was getting ready for Super 32, um, working out with WVU's RTC um, back when Pinson and Marable were the coaches. And, you know, I'd had issues with my knee before, but nothing like too serious. And then, you know, like, I think it was like the last live go of practice. I went to sprawl or something and my foot caught, um, caught the wrong way. And it just, my ACL just blew out. And what was your perspective your freshman year? Because I remember my freshman year in high school, I was an absolute punk. I think if it wasn't for wrestling, keeping me diligent and, and kind of res in a respectful mindset, no matter what you did, you're still a wrestler. You're still held to, to a high standard. But I knew my mentality, and it wasn't that impressive. What was your mentality through that? that I feel like a lot of times in those situations, it's either hard to overcome or maybe it's like a pity party. Like, man, I can't believe this happened to me. Why me? That's the kind of culture we're in nowadays. And you didn't seem to have that because to come back from that and then have an amazing next three years, like what was your perspective through that and after that that helped you kind of have success after that? Um, you know, honestly, I, I, threw a, I threw a pity party for a while. You know, I... Uh... I was cutting down to 82. So I was like 190 at the time. Um, and I got all the way up to, I think like 240. Uh, as you know, a freshman. Just, yeah. Yeah. As a freshman Dang. in high school, I went from, yeah, no, and it, and it wasn't a good 240. Either. <laughs> it was just, saying. <laughs> yeah. Eating fast food and pizza every day, you know, not, not worrying about how I looked or how I felt or anything like that. It was, um, and then I think around like, I want to say like Valentine's day. I like just looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, what am I doing? You Were know? you single? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's something. I was, I was, <laughs> that's what every guy, every single guy in Valentine's yeah, day. No, <laughs> like, like I got on the scale that day and it was like two forty-five, and I just looked in the mirror. I was like, I've gained like 50 pounds. <laughs> And like, Snuck up on you real quick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What? What happened?" I'm like, "I I feel like crap all the time." You know, it's something needed to change. Um, you know, my doctor, my surgeon at the time, leading up to that, was like, "You're you're out for Fargo. You're not doing Fargo. You're not doing anything." Um, you know, maybe 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 Super Thirty Two if you're lucky. Um. You know, I just made it my mission to to make it back to Fargo. Um, and, you know, whether whether it was go out there and, you know, try to win or just go out there and compete and just try try it out. You know, I, I, I was determined to make it back. And, you know, I just made it my goal to do everything in my power to to do it. And I'm sure you had times where it wasn't easy. Like after you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, golly i gained 50 pounds initially there's always some momentum there's adrenaline to get going but then you stayed on that train and you continued to improve what was the perspective to help you where maybe after a week or a month or whatever the time frame might have been where you kind of hit a snag in motivation or whatever it might have been what kind of helped you through that um you know a lot of it was my parents just keeping me keeping me in check um just making sure that I was doing the right things, uh, hanging around the right people, you know, making sure I'm going to physical therapy and giving it everything I had, um, making sure that I'm not eating, you know, junk food. Um, and then once, once I got cleared to start drilling and stuff, it was a lot of it was my coaches just making sure that, you know, I wasn't overtraining, but at the same time, I wasn't taking it easy on myself. The first time that like I was, I got tired from being, out for you know six to eight months yeah um and you know the by the time by the time the fargo training camp rolled around you know i was in okay shape and um 
you know, the WVU, you know, Henson and Marable sat me down and was like, listen, you're, this isn't going to be easy. You know, this, this is going to be the toughest tournament you've ever wrestled. You know, just be ready for it. Get mentally prepared for it because it's going to be tough. It's going to be fun when you win both, but it's going to be tough. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I just took it to heart of, you know, you're going to have to do tough things to have fun later on in life. Yeah. And, and fast forward, what led you to signing with Wisconsin? Um, you know, it, there's a lot of things. Uh, you know, it's one of the best education, one of the best educations out there. Um, you know, Bono and Raider did great things with SDSU um, with as small as with as small of resources as they had, um, you know, and I thought they were going to do great things here. I still think that, you know, we're, we didn't have too hot of a year this year, but, um, you know, we had a lot of guys out, a lot of guys taking Olympic red shirts, gap years, um, a couple guys hurt. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun to see what we can do with the resource, the, just the stupid amount of resources we have here and the, uh, yeah. the really good guys coming in. And I can only imagine like having those guys in the podcast and being around them at tournaments, like they're very high energetic. They're very, they're guys that when you're around, like when I'm around reader, I want to go hop on my bike or I want to work out. Or I want to do something, you know, like yeah. when, when you have a conversation with Bono, it's almost like instantly he takes that coach role, even just like a professional conversation or whatever it might be. So it's easy to see how, how excited you are for Wisconsin. I know I'm excited. I know a lot of people are excited for your college career and what you're going to do there. And before that, I mean, already you've been so highly touted and still before even wrestling in college, you're living up to that hype. Here you go this weekend, the last chance qualify in both Greco and freestyle wrestle and win three matches on Friday. Then you wrestle six matches on Saturday nine matches i'd like to say that's the most but mitch mckee somehow one up you and wrestled nine freaking matches in one day it's almost like he knew <laughs> yeah no like i i saw that and i was like like i was sitting at dinner with reader and i was like dude i'm i'm beat up i'm tired i just want to go home <laughs> like, after like, friday i know i'm gonna be back here no 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 last night oh okay last night i was like i just want to go home and he goes hey we're going to be back here on Tuesday. I'm like, yeah, but I want to go home right now and we can come back on Tuesday. Like I just, I want to sleep in my own bed for, you know, one night and we'll be good. And yeah. he goes, did you realize that Mitch McKee wrestled nine matches today? I was like, he wrestled how many? And like, we went through the bracket and I was like, holy crap. Like, you know, I was feeling kind of bad for myself, you know, taking my time, getting out of the car, you know, helping myself <laughs> to like get out of like chairs and then I read that I was like, I'm soft. <laughs> like, <laughs> just did this in one day. Well, it's funny because it's this sport is so humbling to everybody involved. Like, you know, Chenzo's my guy. So, you know, when he's texting me after the tournament saying how he wrestled six matches and that was the first time he wrestled six matches since middle school. And I'm like, I didn't realize that. So I went through and I added up everybody's matches and I'm like, all right, I want to see every single person who qualified today, how many matches they wrestled. And I'm like, dang, there's a lot of fives and sixes here, like more than I thought. I didn't realize. Yeah. And and then you and Mitch were kind of at the top with Mitch wrestling nine yesterday and, and Mitch, like to tech Pat Lugo on your eighth match of the day is just wild. That is just, yeah. I think he won like 13, two or something, but so what was the thought process behind entering both Greco and freestyle? I love, by the way, I know you retweeted it. So I know you saw it. Like you were one of the first people to enter the last chance and you entered in both right away. And I'm like, last yeah. chance watch Braxton is in at both freestyle and Greco. And then that kind of set the tone where everybody's like, we need you to do this all the way up until the last chance. I'm like, okay, I guess I can do this. <laughs> I'm like on work calls and doing stuff. And I'm just like refreshing the last chance registrations. But so what went into going in both styles? Um, you know, I, it's just, I've always done both, you know, whether it be Fargo or Akron, um, you know, I, I didn't do both at junior, junior trials. Um, when the last year I was in Vegas, um, 
you know, and I, and I regretted it. Um, and it, you know, it's my, my fault completely. You know, I, I didn't train any freestyle, um, leading up to that. And, you know, my parents were like, you didn't train any freestyle. You're not, you're not doing freestyles. Like, all right, you know, um, <laughs> and I mean, it made sense. You know, I was an 18 year old still working out in high school rooms and I was wrestling, I was going to be wrestling 20 year olds who had been in a college room for, you know, two years, you know, that that's not a good mix. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's, I know how hard Bono and them have trained me. Um, you know, I knew that my body could do it. Um, you know, if I, and if I can do it, I'm going to do it. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that can't do it right now. And, you know, I just want to do it while I still can. Yeah. And as far as, cause somebody tweeted me asking this and I don't know the answer. Now that you're qualified in both, do you have to pick one for Friday or can you wrestle both on Friday? Um, so, you know, I talked to, uh, some of the people at the head table and they said, I'm good to go to do both. Um, you know, obviously if I start making a run into one tournament, um, you know, the coaches and I'll sit down and try to figure out if I'm going to stop doing, you know, just pull out from the other tournament or default or whatever I need to do. Um, but you know, if, you know, it, I'm going to go until I can't. That's you know plain and simple. I I'm already here. I'm already this far. I might as well do both. You know, when when was the last time that someone's done both? Um, let alone somebody that hasn't. You know, I haven't been out of high school for more than a year. Right. That the only I think I want to say Adam Kuhn maybe did it in 2019 at the World Team Trials. I think, but that was also when he graduated. That wasn't going yeah. into college. That was coming out. So it, it's right. that wild. And, and the weights you're at, I mean, you know, I follow freestyle, obviously, so much more than Greco. But to have guys like Snyder and Cox in the weight, what is your perspective going in? You know, it, I was thinking about it all morning. I'm literally sitting in church this morning thinking about nothing but the trials. I'm like, this is this is wrong of me that all I can think about is these tournaments. And I'm like... This is the Olympic trials is going to be so interesting because, you know, the last chance you get guys, I think you wrestled Eric Kinkley. He's a, he's a good example. He's got some veteran level medals, I believe. Um, and, and these guys want to go out. It's an opportunity to compete against some of the best in the world. I get it, but it's such a different vibe watching first round matches, second round matches like that. And now the trials where you're going in the trials and it's like Cox, Snyder, um, Machiavello, Kaivon Gatson, you're going against like not just veterans who have been around, but you're talking about world and Olympic medalists. What's your perspective headed in there this weekend? Um, you know, honestly, like Reader and I were talking about this on the, on the layover, um, you know, it, as of right now, if I go in there, a match, that's the, that's the success. You know, I'm not, I'm supposed to go there and go 0 and 4 right now. You know, I, I think, uh, first round of freestyle, I think I'm supposed to pull Colin Moore. Um, he's pretty good at wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, right now it's looking like I'm going to get the six or seven seed in Greco. And pull, you know, one of the, I think, military WCAP guys who have been doing this, you know, since I've, since before I was in high school. Um, so, yeah, it, it's kind of nothing to lose. You know, do you, it, do you think that's an advantage that, you know, I got to imagine some of these guys, like on the opposite end of that, some of these guys are expected to win. You know, in an await like 97, where you're going to have Snyder and Cox, both are expected to win. Neither one of them yeah. is expected to lose. Do you think that takes some of the pressure off you? Like, because the more guys I have on this show and girls that come on and just say they're having fun, like Chenzo, I was texting him yesterday. Like, he looked like he was just out there having fun. He was back to like his Penn State kind of days where he's, you know, inside trips, he's, is, hips are strong as can be does that help kind of just take that knowing that pressure's not there 
Yeah, no, 100%. You know, it's it's a lot easier to be the 19-year-old with nothing to lose than the 29-year-old who has bills and a family and everything else riding on how he does at the Olympic trials. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's crazy. You know, I have you know, it the only people I, I uh have to uh report to are my parents and bone on reader. That's it. <laughs> and that's a lot you more know, no sponsorship <laughs> team. Yeah. No uh none of like the NYC Sunkiss, Titan Mercury, none of them, you know, had yeah. None of them picked me up. Um and still haven't. So, you know, until then, I'm just I'm rolling with Bono and Reader and my parents. Um you know, and I'm just trying to make them proud at this point. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, everybody says how chill you are and nice you are off the mat, which I believe because I've had, you know, enough opportunities to talk to to guys that are like you in that sense. But it's still it's funny to see every time I see it, like you're super nice, you're super chill, but you're ferocious on the mat. And I don't mean that like facetiously, like a meme or something. Like you go out there and you tear heads off. What is your what's the process behind being chill and calm like this and then going on the mat and flipping that switch? Does it happen gradually? Is it something that happens over time? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's definitely an over time and over a period of time thing. Um, you know, it's, I'm still the same person. I'm just a lot more focused. Um, you know, it's, you know, a couple of weeks ago kind of is when it started, you know, if it didn't, if it didn't help me get ready for the last chance qualifier, then odds are I wasn't doing it. You know, I missed, yeah. I missed out on a lot of, a lot of, you know, just team things, you know, a lot of them got together and watched, uh, watched the finals. You know, I sat here and watched it at the house with a few of my roommates. Um, you know, uh, a lot of my friends that I've made up here wanted to go out on the weekends. Um, you know, I got up and went and worked out and uh, got a practice in. And, uh, you know, it like I like I learned from the WVU coaches, you know, when I was when I was a freshman in high school, you know, you're you're going to have to do tough things and put yourself through tough things to get the results you want and have fun. Yeah. And, you know, it's tearing people's heads off. It kind of falls into the tough things you got to do to have fun. Yeah. And it's funny because I always use the analogy of these MMA fighters who it's like, man, if I'm going to fight, it's almost got to be emotional. I can't just, I just, I can't think about hitting someone if I'm not mad. And similarly, like wrestling and taking someone's head off, it's it's a lot different than punching someone in the face. But there, there's still that level of aggression that you have to go to that place of just complete selfishness on the mat. Even off the mat, I think wrestlers have to be some of the most selfish people around if you want success and if you want to win and it's not a bad kind of selfish, but it is like, I'm sure when your friends are asking you to go out, there's an aspect of selfishness. Like, no, I'm not going because I care about me and I care about me winning. And it's funny yeah. because I saw last night, Don Bashada posted a tweet about a story about how you won the flips wrestling essay contest back in 2014. And I've heard this story a couple of times where Jordan Burroughs read your essay, picked you as the winner, and he said, like, this kid has the mindset of an Olympic champ. So it's funny that you it seems like you've had this mindset for a long time, but you continue to, at least it looks like, evolve that more and more. What's the process now of continuing to evolve your mindset? Is it just trusting parents and coaches? Is there more? Like, if someone wants to be in a better headspace, like it seems like you are, what would you tell them? Um, you know, I would trust my parents and coaches. Um, but you know, I, I would trust the right coaches. And you know, I've I've been blessed with parents that you know are willing to sacrifice virtually anything for me to chase my dreams. You know, they're right now with COVID and everything and the gap year. They they're they're putting me up. You know, all my bills are their bills right now. 
you know i i so you do have a sponsor <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> my uh my sponsor is tim and anika amos <laughs> um um and you know it and that was part of the conversation we had with the uh with the coaches whenever we decided to take the gap year was you know hey this is what it's going to cost can we do it you know can we do it financially and um you know it was a tough conversation to have with your parents because you know you it, it's a grown-up conversation that you know most 19 year olds don't need or don't want to have with their parents but you know yeah. it needed to happen um yeah and then you know i i would say you know just growing up in the you know i grew up in a really really uh high level club uh in columbus uh team moran um you know shout out to coach moran he's probably running a camp right now um <laughs> but he uh he he's he was a big backing of you know making sure that i i knew that i could do high level things if i just stay focused and do the right things um you know and and bono and reader you know still hold me to that standard of hey you know it all the other guys that are taking gap years this year across america aren't going to last chance qualifier you are yeah. you know we're not going to train you like you know like you have eight months to get ready for ncaa season we're going to train you like you have two weeks to get ready for last chance you know we're going to train you like you have what 48 hours to get ready for the olympic trials yeah so and you know it's funny changing gears a little bit we kind of poke fun at not having a sponsor but the reality of it is now kids your age that are coming up are super focused on social media and you know you see the name image likeness bill that's taking effect in certain places soon how much thought do you give to the brand side of things where you know i see some that are just completely i don't want to say oblivious to it but it's, it's a sacrifice for them because they don't want to get distracted what's your perspective heading on this on the brand side of things right now um, you know, I'm going to be the same person, whether it's someone trying to pay me a lot of money or some random person on the street, you know, I'm, I'm going to treat, you know, I, I saw a quote, uh, on the internet the other day of, I'm going to treat the, uh, trend, treat the janitor. Like I treat the CEO, you know, that's, yeah, you know, I love that. Parents I, have taught me that. And I, and I love that because being in the business world, I've learned that I, I don't think I have a traditional company like some do where you go to an office with 30 people. I've got a unique team and I like working out of the house a lot. And for me, I know that I meet a lot of people who refer us business who aren't necessarily the owner. I'll meet someone who maybe the, is the lowest level at a company, but they bring us in. And I think it's so crucial. Like I've seen the fruit from that, from doing the right thing and treating people right. I think it's so important. Uh, I'm also curious on the side of how much time or focus you give to maybe Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or trying to keep keep up with what you're doing. You're very good at communicating. I know you retweet a lot of the stuff that I put out, with like schedules and times, and trying to keep people informed, which I think is so crucial. But how much attention and focus do you give to growing your brand overall right now? Not really. Not a whole lot. You know, I, I'll... I'll, I'll tweet out whatever I need to tweet out to keep, keep people back home. And, you know, I have a lot of friends across the country, um, you know, keep them up to date on what's going on um, as far as when I'm competing and what times and stuff so they can watch. But outside of that, you know, it's, you know, I'm 19 years old. Yep. I, I, I want to be able to, you know, I don't want to have the distraction of, you know, having, you know, getting verified on Instagram or Twitter or worried about all this stuff, you know, it, yeah. that, that stuff's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like that, that's a lot of, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of sacrifice. Um, but you know, I just, I don't want to deal with it right now. You know, yeah. it's, I, you know, I don't, I can still do enough to stay relevant, you know, it, whether it's, you know, podcasts, talking to people, you know, just 
answering DMs from, you know, middle school and high school kids of like, hey, what do I, what do you suggest for this? What do you suggest for that? Yeah. Um, doing camps whenever I can, you know, just little things go a long way. Um, you know, you don't have to have a whole social media personality or do crazy stuff at, uh, at tournaments to, you know, get your name out there. You just, if you work hard and just pull up when it counts, I guess. Um, yeah. There's no will, doubt. People notice. Yeah. And there's no doubt that especially, you know, I ask you because it's so interesting with the name image likeness bill, where if, NCAA athletes can monetize. I think a perspective is going to shift and different things are going to happen. But it's also just interesting to watch. You know, winning definitely builds such relevance. If you look at guys that have some of the biggest audiences, like a Spencer Lee, Spencer isn't the most social savvy or the guy who's going out there seeking attention. He's he's winning, and, and I think he does a good job of resharing content. And I think similarly to you, you know, he's he's in tune with it but he doesn't seem to get distracted by it. And and you do have guys around you like Bono, Reader, Gross, that have a good mindset, I think, on content. And, you know, I think with that, with, with people around you that understand the importance of it and having a proper perspective on winning, I think that's huge because as, as long as you win, you can capture relevance without, you know, you don't have to be, creating three posts a day to engage and capture relevance. Like you said, when you're engaging with your audience and when you're engaging with fans and you're just responding to a question that goes so far, the people who will ask, I try to answer as many DMS as I can. I, you know, I get wrestlers, other people ask me about how to start a podcast, you know, and I try to give them high level bullet points of what to do as, as much as I can. And I see the gratitude so rewarding. So I do think that especially for wrestlers, your age, it's going to look different to everybody what being active on social media is. And I don't think it's a one size fits all rule. So it's good to hear that. Last thing I want to ask you before I let you go, a constant topic on this show is the debate of folk style versus freestyle. But for you, I want to ask you freestyle or Greco. Um, in what sense? Like, which one do I like more or? Yeah, I mean, so some of the wrestlers we've asked, for me, I enjoy watching freestyle more than folk style. If I'm tuning into a random match, I prefer it to be for freestyle. I think a lot of the wrestlers that come on have answered in both whether what you like to compete in more and as a wrestler, what you enjoy watching more. So I guess for you both. What do you enjoy competing wise more, freestyle or Greco? What do you enjoy watching more? Um, you know, honestly, I like competing in Greco better, um, just because it's something something new and something a lot of people don't do. You know, and, uh, talking to the coaches, you know, we, we're trying to figure out uh, seating and everything right now. Um, you know, we have to submit seating results, or I don't even know what we're supposed <laughs> to do right now. Um, we're getting like three or four emails every 15, 20 minutes about it. Um, but, you know, just it's a constant learning curve with Greco, you know, freestyle, you know, it's, it's something I've grown up with. Um, freestyle is, you know, Moran had us training freestyle from, you know, second grade on for me, second grade on. Um, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't really get into Greco, you know, I wrestled Greco at Fargo, but I didn't actually like get into high level Greco until, you know, my junior year of high school. Um, so, you know, I, I like I like the learning and competing of Greco. But if I'm just going to tune into some random match, it's freestyle. Um, it's, just it's, because crazier stuff happens. And, you know, if high level freestyle matches, you may get a, you know, 15 to 12 score. Um, High level Greco matches, it, it's, you know, five to three at the highest, you know, something, unless someone gets a good gut wrench locked up and just keeps going, it's going six minutes and, you know, there, there might be 10 points on the board between the two guys. It's an interesting perspective of the challenge of learning. I can definitely appreciate that. It seems to be like you're, you're kind of on the same page as me and a lot of people with 
the ability to enjoy just throwing on a, a freestyle match. I can't remember what what two colleges were wrestling, but two colleges were wrestling folk style. And after watching so many freestyle matches over the past year, even my wife, she kind of learned freestyle first because once we got married or even when we were dating and she started following along like friends and clients, it was all freestyle. And when she started following folk style, watching the rules and be like, wait, why isn't that a push out? Wait, why isn't that? It's funny. So, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I'm going to let you go. I know you have a little bit of recovery. You have one day at home before you, maybe two, before you get back out to Texas. Um, yeah. Any final words? Um, you know, just watch, watch on, you know, I think it's on flow or yeah. something. It's on somewhere. Um, I got the know, graphic watch, out. You retweeted it. You know, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so just come out, watch. You know, it, it'll be fun. It's, that's all I can really say right now. You know, shout out to everybody that helped me get here. Um, you know, for everybody that's helped me get here. Yeah, let's go. I'm pumped. I don't think much more needs to be said. Braxton, thank you for taking some time today. I know you just got home and you hopped on here, so thank you rooting for you this weekend have fun let it fly and i'm sure this won't be your last time on the podcast thanks for having me on awesome see you for those listening that was braxton amos and we are now going to move into a conversation with spartan combats evan henderson who qualified for olympic trials by winning the last chance olympic trials qualifier yesterday so i saw you last night you had all smiles and i want definitely want to talk to you about this weekend obviously but I'm curious about you because, number one, when I interviewed you after Summit 1, you seemed like you wanted to talk. And I told Chenzo, I'm like, he's got to come on the podcast soon because I can tell he's got some stories. Yeah. And the more I kind of dig into your background, it's so interesting. We don't have to go all the way back, but I know that like last year you were basically looking for an RTC. You went to UNC, then you kind of bounced around different RTCs. What was mm -hmm. the path that led you to Spartan Combat? Uh, I mean, it was, that's a long story. Uh, so like, <laughs> we're so here for it. <laughs> just, just short, just kind of short coming out of, um, college was, uh, I had an offering a job, like a assistant coaching job, uh, offered at Campbell university with Kerry Colat. So, and obviously he was my coaching at UNC for three years. Sure. And, um, and then he and then he uh, not transferred. He, then he took the job at Campbell. He transferred. And, yeah, <laughs> it's it's he transferring for coaches. He transferred. Yeah, he transferred. <laughs> you know, so it, it was like a little bittersweet when he left, but um, like I, I still had that good relationship with him, and so I went there. Uh, I was an assistant coach there, and still, you know, like I was training, but um, a little bit different capacity than what I wanted, when I, than what I thought, and then. Um, uh, who did he bring? He brought on Mike Evans. I got moved down just to be an RTC athlete. And then after a little bit, I was like, I needed, I needed more. I needed better. I need like, um, not that he was bad or anything there. Yeah. I just needed a, um, needed a change, you know? And I even actually talked to Mike Evans the other day. He's like, yeah, that was probably the best decision you made for your wrestling was getting out getting away yeah. from me Harry, because not not that we were bad for you or anything like that it was just getting away um and getting out and using your like get like just get out on your own you don't have to have babysitters yeah. you know so and then i went to wisconsin and uh don't want to spot no you know that was a crap shoot you know I, I like i like the guys but as soon as i got there barry davis resigned and so the whole organization got changed like yeah. overnight and so i was only there for uh six months tops and that kind of like um that that was a struggle you know so i didn't have a place to train for that 2018 trials um because he uh Bono got rid of everybody and was like, all right. And so I was, I was training out, uh, this guy's garage and, uh, and I would just have, I was wrestling with high school kids and, um, Lazar Kuczynski, he would come in with me too. But, um, 
it was it was difficult. And then soon enough, I got picked up by New York City uh, RTC, and then I was there for two years um, until the pandemic, you know. And then that's when um, they kind of wanted to move on with the next quad, like regardless of what was going to happen. Yeah. And then I was like sitting there. I'm like, oh crap! I'm not, I'm I don't have an RTC. I don't have uh, any type of living. Like I'm, I'm gonna have to go home, move home. And I did. And that. you're from what PA, right? Yeah, Western Pennsylvania. So, um, actually, probably like Chenzo, where Chenzo grew up. He like Trope. Pittsburgh. Tro- Pittsburgh. So, yeah. I mean, I was I was always going down Lake Trobe anyway. Yeah. So I know he went to. Uh, but Chenzo went to Pittsburgh Central Catholic, and yeah, I, know a bunch of guys I think there, so. I think Pletcher's Latrobe. I I'm Pletcher's used to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I was home working with my dad and everything, and just trying to kept calling people, and because I didn't really have a home, um, and you know, during last year it was difficult trying to find a place because everybody was either everything was on hold, freeze, nobody was doing. Uh, Nobody was like, like as far as money, as far as housing, as far as this or that, or like yeah. training situations, nobody was like, Hey, we'd love to have you, but we can't do anything right now. So it was, uh, it was difficult. And then, uh, when I was moving out of, uh, uh, Jersey city where I lived at New York, uh, I called Rob Cole that day and he's like, well, do you need a place for your stuff to go? You know, I got storage up here. You want to move <laughs> up here? And it's like, he, he just, he's going to keep going until he gets a yes. You know, he yeah. never puts that no in your, in your uh, vocabulary. And it's like, and he just kept going and going and sure. Like a couple weeks later I was up there and, uh, and I'm like, do you guys really actually want me? He's like, yeah, come on, get up here. We got a place for you you know and um he's obviously a unc alumni and he know he's not he's known me for a while he knows what kind of guy i am and yeah. he was like absolutely come on up you know so it, i was super thankful that was one of the first things i said to him yesterday after everything it's like hey thanks for giving me a shot to come up and train with you guys and give me a place you know i really really appreciate it it, it uh, especially from like a long journey from to not make not qualifying in 2019 um, so, and you can tell the camaraderie there because I remember back when Flo was putting on the bracket challenges and Yanni was like, get Evan Henderson in this freaking thing. And yeah. you could tell the Cornell guys were like, guys, you don't understand how good he is. And that's even when I started to pay more attention because I've been involved with Titan Mercury and I've, I've seen your name and, and seen mm-hmm. Like that, it's funny hearing the other side of the story, like watching you publicly and then hearing the back side of it, where it's like mm-hmm. you need that stability, that consistency, and now you got it, and now look how you're performing. What was the biggest thing when you got to Spartan, aside from the stability or consistency, and maybe that is the, the biggest thing, but what was the biggest thing that you think once you got there that's really helped you elevate to where you are now? Um, I'm like, I mean, the way Mike treats everybody, it's like you're – if you're in their training, you're, you're basically one of his college guys, you know, he yeah. doesn't treat me any different than any of his other guys. I don't get like no special treatment whatsoever. You know, I got, uh, so regardless, I mean, I'm just thinking about all the guys on the team that's helped me and the guys I've been helping. It's like, he, he's like, might as well treat you like a college guy. So I'm grinding every single day. Yeah. It's heck on the, it's hell on the body, but I mean, it's been working, you know? So putting in those extra hours with the guys and uh, doing it's like, you know, how it's like you start getting older and some guys they'll, they'll, they'll take their foot off the gas pedal as yeah. far as their body goes. It's like Mike's not like that. Mike's got to try to kill you in practice. And, and that's what I think really, really helped. And plus, he's I mean, um, so like he's a great tactician, you know, it's like go watch my semifinal match against Clark. I mean, he that was all. He's like, this is what you're gonna do, and you stick to that. You're gonna, you're gonna be fine. Sure enough, I mean, tech the dude, you know. Um, same way against Van Ness, we had a little game plan against Van Ness, and 
same thing. He's like, score, uh, score early and often, and you're going to beat him up. And sure enough, that was a tech in like 45 seconds. So, But so speaking of yesterday, you, you did look unbelievable. Shane Van Ness came out just like a bat out of hell and looked unbelievable. And then he runs into you. And, and he did almost get teched. He was down 8-0, I believe, and came back and won like 19-8. to Mm -hmm. And you didn't give him that opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> just straight. You no. ended it. What went into your your prep for yesterday? I mean, to win. I think you wrestled what five matches or five? Yeah, or six? It, was, five. it was five matches. It, yeah. It's no easy feat. I, mean, I was talking to Chenzo, who had to wrestle six, and it, it's especially you guys who aren't used to wrestling that many matches in mm -hmm. one day he said he didn't wrestle in six matches in one day since middle school so yeah. what went into the prep because this was a little bit different than what you've been used to where you know you're on rtc cards or the flow bracket challenge stuff like that but this was a bit different i mean the prep is almost like college waking up early getting up and having to get the weight off in the morning and uh everything like that and especially like trying to make weight i mean i didn't sleep i didn't sleep the night before I was just laying in bed all night. <laughs> How do you have energy if you're not sleeping at night? Uh, Adrenaline? Yeah. I mean, uh, like last night coming down off of everything, man, I was, I'm, I'm sore. I'm so sore today, but uh, a lot of coffee yesterday too. Not a lot, but enough to keep me going. And then just having that angst that like, just want to go and get it done, you know? Um, and then trying to finish matches as fast as possible so you're not killing yourself later <laughs> in the day. So this first, the first three matches I had were techs, and then the third match was, or the fourth match was, I mean, it was a tech, but it took the whole time. But still, it wasn't as, it wasn't as um, energy, like crazy flurries and all that stuff as um, the last match. But um, that's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, and so. when you when you're winning these matches, each one. Were you able to kind of say, man, I, I just did good? Or were you simply focused on winning the whole thing before you kind of looked back at any of the matches individually? You, I I sort of look at it as like, you just got to take one match at a time. Don't yeah. look forward. Yeah. Don't look back. Just like whatever happened, it's in the past. So it's the next match, you know, um, like it's like a QB throwing an interception, you know, short, like same thing. Even if you win or lose, you got to. Move but I got to imagine the winning helps with the momentum. Oh, yeah. It you, helps. You tech Van Ness, who, you know, looked great. That's got to give momentum into the next one. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, forth. for sure. For sure. Um, it's, you know, once like I, I like the, it's like I don't necessarily like the uh, the cards, even though they're awesome, like the, the RTC cards, because it's like one match, you know, yeah. and. I, if you go back and look through my college career and everything like that, I've done way better at tournaments where it's like a, you get the ball rolling and then that snowball effect. And then it's like, all right, try to stop me now, you know? Um, so that's, that's sort of what I, I like to do. It's like, I, I was, I mean, going back to the open in um, in October, um, I don't like sitting a whole, like, got to make weight the next day you know or something like yeah. that uh and then only having one match i mean i've done that a couple times but it's like trying to get over that sort of metal hurdle with uh the rtc cards and and getting some wins there um but uh like obviously i like having that uh match after match you know you get your ball rolling and it's like you're not just in it for one you know you got a couple so yeah, there's that consistency you're, that, you know, going, even like the living situation consistency and on the mat, having mm -hmm. that consistency of a couple of matches in a day. And, yeah. you know, it, it got to feel good. I saw pictures, a couple of videos of you after you were all smiles. How good did it feel to qualify for the Olympic trials? It, oh, emotional, very emotional. You know, there's yeah. like a lot of little, a lot of things flowing through my head at that point. You know, it's like from, uh, I know, uh, uh, Mike Mall, he he had a picture of me uh, after I lost to uh, uh, Mall Narrow, yeah. um, and I was just laying on the pit on the on the cement slab and like hands were up and I was like just I was exhausted, you know, and uh, like I remember that, you know, and it's like that was in 2019, you know, December, and so it's been it's been a while, you know. And then you sat there and you trained your ass off for the last chance, and then it didn't happen, you know, and then you have 
and then all this other stuff happened to me. Um, so yeah, it was very like, it was emotional. It was like, I was, you know, blood pumping, you know, I didn't come down off of that for a while. I mean, it wasn't until I got back here and just like got a shower. I was like, Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because this year is so unique where mm -hmm. it's like you went from literally not you, but we as a community went from NCAAs one week to a last chance qualifier for Olympic trials the next week. And then the Olympic trials, you don't even have a month, two months, whatever to prepare now for the trials and look at the field and say, mm -hmm. who's in, who can I train for? Nothing. It's nope. now you have five days and you're competing in Olympic trials. What's the perspective going from, you know, and I know Nick Lee used the term chop wood, carry water, which I like mm -hmm. a lot. What's your perspective qualifying last night? Now, five days from this morning, you're in the gauntlet that is 65 kilos of the trials. Um, nothing really changes. I mean, it's like, got to make the weight. Uh, you've already, it's like, in my opinion, there's really nothing you can do between now and in trials that's going to make you that much better at wrestling other than your mindset and be going out to try to be a killer. That's it. Yeah. Um, and just take the momentum. I've already been down the weight. These other guys haven't. I know there's some big dudes at the weight and they're cutting their butts off to do it. They're going to yeah. be hurting. I'm going to be feeling pretty good. You know, I've already, I just made weight the week before. Um, and wrestled five matches at that way and wrestled five <laughs> matches and it's like that's a big conditioning thing too yeah. like you just wrestle five matches it's like there's no other um like there's no other good way to condition for like tournament other than wrestling a dang tournament you know um there's something about that you have all that energy all that all those like those those goes i mean you can simulate it as much as you want but there's nothing like actually doing it, you know so, yeah, there's nothing like it. And like you said, I've heard from a lot of guys that you try to simulate as many matches and the environment and the feel. And Seth Gross was on here about a month ago now. And he said, you know, unfortunately for him, the way his schedule worked, he wasn't going to get a tournament in before the trials. So mm -hmm. all you can do is do your best to simulate matches. And especially in a year like this where, you know, you don't have the option they couldn't go to the last chance qualifier if they wanted, <laughs> you know, yeah, if you're already qualified, you're not. So it's definitely advantage on that. End. And then, you know, as far as keeping yourself ready, I don't want to look too far ahead because the Olympic trials are this weekend, but it's also such an interesting year because then in a couple of months we have the world team trials and now qualifying mm -hmm. for the Olympic trials, you're auto qualified for the world team trials. Yeah. So it's such an interesting year of just, maintaining where you are have you given much thought yet to the world trials and what you want to do post olympic trials uh no i really haven't um it's just i like, don't blame you i'm just curious it, it was it was, <laughs> it was literally like all right let's get through this this tournament and then yeah. so like you gotta think about it, even 65 itself we don't have we we're, we are not qualified yet I know. so i'm sitting here and i was explaining something like uh my cousins were over the other day when i um, went home and they were like, so what do you have to do to make the Olympics? And it's like, well, I got to go win this. And then I have to win this. And then I got to go over to yeah. Bulgaria and win that tournament or play some, whatever it is, you know, it's like, and they kind of looked at me and they're like, whoa, I'm like, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, it's, it's wild. And that, and that's why I'm curious. Cause it's like, you know, as much as you even want to potentially try to have a plan for the year for whatever, you almost can't. Because if you go win the Olympic trials, make the Olympic team and medal, you're automatically on the world team. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's one of those things where I know for me, I'm a planner. I need to plan things out. So it's always just interesting to hear how people are <laughs> reacting so, to like having that perspective of you can only plan so much. So, there, yeah. So uh, what was it? The. um isn't the the there's an open at the end of this at month. the end of April yeah a, end of April right yeah. and so I have a I have, I have a wedding plan like not my wedding but I'm going to uh, Nazar Kuczynski's wedding yeah and I'm like I'm sitting here thinking I'm like crap if I if I don't win this thing I can't go to his wedding you know there's a lot of things <laughs> you can't do that's what I'm you, talking about yeah, it's like I'm sitting here but like then again if I go out and I win this thing next week which yeah you know if you can't beat him pin him. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not going to I can't go to that wedding anyway, because I got to go to Bulgaria to qualify the weight, you know, so it's like chalk up my summer and plus eight 
if uh, whoever makes it, let's say it's one of our guys, it's like, I'm going to be training with them. So it's like, I'm going to be on call for whoever, or, and yeah. I mean, they're going to be on call and if they're whoever's up there with me. They're going to be on call for me when I make it, you know? Yeah. Um, so plus probably have to do a tournament too. I don't know, like a ranking tournament and all that stuff. It's, it's going to be, uh, it's, you know, you can't really plan this last couple, the last two years are going to be from last April all the way through till now, probably through the Olympics. You're not going to be able to schedule anything. Everything's going to be a couple weeks out and that's how it's going to go. I mean, that's how it's been all this, this whole uh, 2021. Hey, we're going to Florida to train. Hey, we're going to go do uh, a uh, card at UNC. Hey, we're going to go. Hey, you want to wrestle this guy? Yeah. You want to wrestle Zane? Yeah. You want to do? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'll say yes to it, you know? So. Yeah. And you mentioned Zane, you know, you're in every way at the Olympic trials is just so stupid, but you know, mm -hmm. talking about 65 kilos, that weight is, is so deep and has so much talent. And you got one of those guys in your room, Yanni. What's <laughs> yeah. that like going to the Olympic trials where again, this is more, I kind of understand it, but I also have no clue because I'm not a high level mm -hmm. athlete. Like here's a guy you're training with. And now we don't know how the seeds are going to go. You could wrestle Yanni round one and only one of you makes it out of the first round. Do you guys talk about that at all? Is it something you guys like? Not if we wrestle round one, but just like it's almost an elephant in the room. I got to imagine if teammates are in the same weight for like the trials, yeah. you know, it's not that you guys sit there and brainstorm about it together over tea. It's also not like you guys completely ignore it. I'm just curious mm -hmm. what the dynamic is like. It's like, I, I put it to like, if we wrestle, we wrestle and whatever happens happens. But if we're in the same room training, it's like, you got to look at it. It's like, I'm helping him. He's helping me. Yeah. And let's say one of us, does it there should be pride in that other person for 100%. helping get that to achieve that you know and that's what i i've talked to mike about it talked to yanni about it talked to uh greg yanni's brother about it you know i talked yeah. to his dad about it it's just like whatever happens happens but like you gotta realize it's like we're all this we're 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 in this together yeah. one first off is like okay we're we, we have your individual basis. It's like your individual goal and stuff. And then you have your team. So Spartan, and then we have the U S so we want the U S to be good, you know, and everything like that. And I'd put it to like, it's just, it, it, it's not really about you so much. It's more yeah. about the United States and how much, like, if you're the guy, let's make you the best guy possible. You know, yeah. whatever I can give Yanni, great you know whatever he can give me great you know that's only gonna make us better you know has that always been forward. has that always been your perspective like because you're obviously newer to newer teammates with a guy like yanni like yeah. you said you just yeah. went to spartan in july july and here you have that brotherhood type of mentality like yeah. hey if it's not me it's you and i'm gonna you know biblically speaking iron sharpens iron like mm -hmm. i'm gonna help sharpen you you're gonna help sharpen me has that always been your perspective of the the brotherhood of a team and what was that like coming to spartan where now you kind of have a new brother in that uh yeah i, I mean it's like there will be no animosity no anything like that it's like all uh positive based and pushing the envelope forward you know yeah. there's no like oh jealousy that he beat me or jealousy that i beat him blah 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 it's it it, it can't be like that it shouldn't be like that it has to be pushing like it has to be like let's we're in this we're all in this together and we're pushing it we're we're trying to win gold medals regardless of who wins the actual medal you know yeah. um like 20 years from now let's say one of us gets it done it's like it's not going to be like oh you want it. it's like well you kind of want it too because you're the one helping me you know yeah you know it's like i want to be we we probably want to be in the same situation if we didn't have each other you know yeah. and um and that goes for everybody in the room, like every everybody in the room that's helped Kyle win uh, yeah. gold medals. It's like they, you know, it's like it's not all on him. It's his team. It's the guys that are around him that were working out with him. You know, same way with Yanni winning NCAA titles and and, uh, and Vito and all the and uh, like I'm. These are just the couple guys that are going to trials. You know. Yeah. Um, it's it, that's why that's why I think it should be. You know, it's not about 
the individual. It's more about the community uh, pushing and making the when the tide comes in, all the boats rise up. So, yeah, and, and I get that vibe. You know, I've had um, Mike on the podcast, Mike Gray, mm-hmm. and, and I've had Gabe Dean on a couple of times. And you can sense that camaraderie and that familyhood that mm-hmm. I think is so special. My one regret for not going to college was I don't think I'm good enough to wrestle at college, but it would have been cool to be a part of the program. I wasn't that good in high school. It was still so mm-hmm. cool to be part of that program. When you see other guys like Gabe now, here Gabe was freaking retired and just came out of retirement to make the Olympic trials. I got to imagine that too, day in, day out, kind of when you're having those bad days or weekdays or dark days or whatever they might be where, you know, it's like, ah, do I really want to go that extra mile? I got to imagine that helps push you through as well. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, like him coming back, it's like he's just a workhorse. Holy crap. That's what like, Yanni that said. He's it. one of the toughest guys in the room. <laughs> he is the toughest guy. He's like, just the stuff he does. It's like, I remember going to one of the first couple of weeks, I went, we went lifting, and he's like putting up 500 pounds doing something. I'm like, what? The, what is this guy made of? You know, how are these guys that strong? And it's like, you're retired? <laughs> you're good enough this was before he kind of like really pushed his way back like he's sure. like you know what i'm gonna do it and it was i'm like you're good enough and then especially having some uh like the match with uh david taylor i'm like okay yeah this guy he was he, right he, there with them no he yeah like i we we kind of joked afterwards i think it's like man if you had like a couple more inches on your arms i mean you'd be scared, <laughs> you know um but yeah well that's awesome any final words for us before i let you go uh no just uh go spartan rtc we're bringing a we're bringing a group you know we got i I think five guys right now yeah and 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 good guys i tweeted out this morning on twitter like who's gonna have more on the olympic team spartan or the nlwc because you Mm -hmm. both have some amazing talent at the trials and there's guys that on both sides that can make that team. So it's going to be so interesting. Everybody listening, go follow Evan. His journey is pretty cool. He's at Hendo65KG on Instagram. Are you the same on Twitter too? I don't have a Twitter. Dude, uh, you got to get on Twitter, man. That's where all the fun all is. Right. <laughs> now, everybody's been saying get on Twitter. And so I was like, I had a Twitter way back and then I got rid of it. And then um, I just never, never got back onto it, you know? So, but. I say get on it for the brand side of things. Yeah. Twitter can yeah. be a disaster, a dumpster fire of commentary, but from a brand building side, it could be cool. So it is. It is. No, it, it definitely is. That's what I've been like working on. I get like, I do need to like add, I have a website and I got some other stuff, but I just need to, I need to get really honed in on that stuff for obviously through the rest of my wrestling career and afterwards. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. no matter what happens next week, you go make the Olympic team. That stuff's important. If you don't make the Olympic team, camp and clinic seasons around the corner. Oh, yeah. It's still important. So no matter what, oh, yeah. like it's so important for wrestlers to to have that presence, especially nowadays. Yeah. Everybody's going to tag you and uh-huh. post well, highlights. I will, I will say, uh, so it depends on what happens next weekend. I mean, I might be very busy or I might have some time. You never know, but I'll be, I'm always down to teach. So yeah so what's interesting stuff if anybody make the team or not best way if somebody wants to have you at a camp or a clinic what's the best way for them to reach out to you um so either hit me up through uh instagram or um facebook if you can find you can find me there and or i have a website hendersonwrestling.com and you can uh drop in an email there too um pretty easy uh let me see i don't know if you i don't know if, if you've been on that my website it's not very much right now i'm still working on it a little bit but um, i'm going on it right now listen yeah. the fact that you have a website you're already ahead of so many so yeah. you can always upgrade a website but i think it looks good did you build this yourself yeah that's yeah. impressive dude i yeah. build them for a living and yeah. I can say that this is a, this is impressive. So now, there's some things I want to change about it because I like look on your stuff and I look on um, a lot of other little athletes and yeah. uh, stuff and just trying to get the basis like how much do I need? Do I don't need this much? I mean, yeah. I got shop technique, you know, I, so it looks good. 
I yeah. like it. Um, are those shirts still for sale? Yeah, I still have. I still have. So some. that's another thing. Go to HendersonWrestling.com and get a Hendo 65 Kilo Tokyo shirt. What is yeah. that logo? So it's the Keystone. But like, Got it. so it was actually like the hunt. So if you go look at the Heinz, I actually like I, I made that logo, too. Um, and so uh, but it kind of looks like the uh, the Heinz ketchup yeah. logo. Um, I like and it. I originally had some of the font from the Heinz logo. It was just a little difficult. If I got with somebody that a graphic designer, I would do it. Next one might come out a little different, but like. Obviously, I did the red for Cornell, but if I do another uh, set with maybe a little bit different design in the middle, it'd be black and gold because Pittsburgh. <laughs> I also love that the copyright says copyright 2023 <laughs> in the footer of the site. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, that's guys. What I think that's where that's how long I have the what's it called, too. Um, Told, registered through. Yeah. Registered through that. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's great. Awesome. Thank you for making some time to hop on today. Everybody yeah, no listening, problem. go give him a follow. Go ahead up the website. Hit him up for camps and clinics. You see that he's a highlight reel. So have him out to your school. And I will see you soon, man. Best of hey, luck this weekend. You. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. See you, man. And that is it for today's show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to leave a five-star rating review on Apple. Tag us on social media. Let me know what you think. Tag Evan, tag Braxton, let them know what you think. Chenzo will be back next week. And don't forget, Manscaped, bzz, Manscaped, Manscaped.com, promo code Chenzo for free shipping and 20% off a lawnmower 3.0. Grab a weed whacker. Those things are great, too. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you did enjoy this episode, episode send it to a friend. Send it to somebody else who's going to enjoy it. Let's keep getting the wrestling community on board with this podcast. Thank you guys so much. Have a good day. Oh, yeah.